0: The following program is rated TV MALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences.
1: Go Barflies. Welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. Welcome back, gentlemen. Another week in the books. Welcome back, Chris. I feel like I haven't talked to you in like a month, man. How you doing this morning, brother? How you been?
2: I'm doing a lot better than last week mate i think last last sunday with a combination of having having a really bad cold and also a massive hangover because i went out for my birthday the night before so i'd have to say it was a bit of both but uh you know i think for being a bears fan i think the best way to get through is actually just to be permanently drunk all the time so uh yeah it's great to be it's great to be but i'm actually drinking jack daniels now just to get through talking about the chicago bears I've got Jack Daniels up to there, so by the end of the show, anything could be said, mate, I'm telling you, but uh, it's great to be back, and, and I watched the show, and it's, I say it's, it's just such a joy to talk to you boys, and I'm going to be in Chicago a week on Thursday, so that's, that's suddenly come really real, but yeah, great to be back, and I'm sorry about last week, but I'm back.
1: oh that's all good man sometimes you just gotta you gotta take your time and take a day uh i don't know what just happened to jordan i was gonna bring him in uh but but jordan's back um uh, i'm sure he'll be right back he probably just hit the wrong button or something i don't know um first things first i guess since i still got you here oh here's jordan (laughs) jordan silvera just said deuces i don't know what happened there uh (laughs) They were, like, they were like, there's
3: there's just no room to talk about the Bad News Bears this morning. No, no. no <laughs> uh, good morning, fellas. Good morning, everybody in the chat. Glad to see you all. And uh, Chris, I'm happy you're back. And uh, I, I I, hope I don't sound too easy. I'm actually dealing with a little bit of a cold myself, but we're going to get through this and uh, we're going to watch two winless teams today. Scrap it out.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. KB is on his way. He's texting me this morning. He worked last night, so he's kind of uh you know trying to trying to shake the cobwebs a little bit this morning and he'll be in um as soon as he in you know you know we'll bring him in but uh first things first since you're back chris we've uh we got Mm -hmm. and, and there's quite a few um candidates for wanker of the week but uh we'll hit the intro here and then you can tell us who your wanker of the week was from last week
2: Tiss off, you grassy little wanker. Wanker, wanker!
4: Shut up, you soppy wanker! Wanker! You're a wanker! Wanker! Stop being a wanker. You are a wanker, Andy Mar. And I'll be honest, I didn't know that was coming,
2: but I'll say it again, you are a wanker.
1: This is...
4: Chris Watts' Wanker of the Week.
1: So if you're new to the show, every week, Chris Watts comes from across the pond to tell us who is wanker of the week is who dropped the ball last week. Who's messing up. Tell me who your wanker of the week is this week, Chris, please.
2: Well, AC, there's no, there's no one person. It's a whole fucking Chicago bears organization from the fucking top to the bottom. This is, this is what we're getting. And, uh, I am so so angry with the, with the ownership. I'm so angry that um, I was thinking about all week, uh, thinking about you know how things have been going, and I just kept thinking, what sort of organization, right, hires a, a, a rookie GM, a rookie head coach, a rookie defensive coordinator, a rookie offensive coordinator, and then they wonder why things have gone absolutely terrible. You know what i mean it's just that it's just the actual i don't understand the thinking of the uh ownership anymore really when we made them then then signings and coaches i just kept thinking why aren't we getting a coach who's got experience because as previous coach nagy he had no head coach uh, experience beforehand and uh, so i would always sort of scratching my head about well how's this going to work out because nobody nobody's done the job before and it's like the three or four most important jobs of the whole club It's the head yeah. coach, coordinators and GM. So uh for me it's it's uh, the McCaskies and it's all the way through the the GM, the coaching and now and now the players aren't buying into it. People like uh Chase Claypool's not 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 active today, so obviously they're not happy with them. We've got uh agent uh is being moved up to two so what does that mean? Does, does that mean if, if uh, I know you're happy about AC? But does that mean if it fields has like a bad half are we going to put Virgin in? I don't know, but it's just the it's just this, this never-ending circle of terrible management by by the owners and people who make the decisions for our, our club. You know what I mean? And it's so yeah. sort of frustrating because it's a it's a family ownership, so it's not like. You know, it's just some billionaire who's bought the team who would be quite happy to sort of sell it on. And the Caskins are never going to want to sell it on. Just due to that, it's, you know, it's been passed down to them from George Ellis. So, um, yeah, the Wank of the Week. And I think it was the same last time we had Wank of the Week. It's a whole fucking organization. It's an absolute joke.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, man. Uh, they inherited this from their grandfather, Papa Bear. And, I mean, what a hell of an inheritance, you know, to, to get a billion-dollar organization given to you. Um, and, I mean, as long as they're getting butts in seats, it seems like they don't care. I, like I said I, before, I've met George McCaskey, so I know he cares. I just don't know if he knows
0: mm.
1: how to do it. Even Football. It's like when that kid burns his hand on the stove and you tell him don't touch the damn stove anymore it seems like our McCaskies continuously put their hands back on the stove while it's hot. Um, and, and they do it ass backwards too. They hired the GM that hired the coach that hired the, and then hired the president to be over those guys. So that's really the only sliver of hope that I have in this season is that it continues to go bad. Cause I've said, Several times, to me, it starts at the top. Ibra Flus' system doesn't work, and he's going to continue to try and push this narrative that he's got this hits philosophy, and guys are going to try hard, but it doesn't seem to be working, and his defense doesn't work anymore. You really got to start there. Um, I'm still in on polls, but I was listening to CHGO last week, and basically, Adam Hope just started going down the list of the moves he's made, and I was like, damn. Like, you start off, you hire the wrong head coach. Then you trade away Mac, which we had to do. I mean, we knew this was going to have to be a teardown. Then you don't re-sign Roquan, who's playing really well in Baltimore. Um, then you uh, – I'm trying to think. You Chase trade play, Chase Claypool for the 32nd overall pick. That's not working out. And I was on board with that at the time because I was looking at the free agency class and it didn't look too good, you know? And, and at the time we didn't know it was going to be the 32nd pick. So I'll give him a little bit of leeway there, but, and then of course, Hogue had to throw in the Jalen Carter thing because he just loves that guy. That was his favorite player in the draft. So he's going to continue to beat that dead horse, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's looking rough for, for both GM and head coach. And uh, I don't know if, Warren is really entrusted with enough power to make the necessary moves that we need to make to make change in Chicago. um What do you think, Jordan?
2: Oh, Chris, go ahead. Can I jump in, Jordan? Yes, please. It's, just so, it's, so, it's such a like a, a slap in the face of the fans that like they won't change coaches to the end of the season. Don't you think that? I mean, I know, like, you know, you've got scheme and, you know, they've been practicing a certain schemes in offensive and defence all in the off-season. But, like, there's, like, three quarters of the season left here. So, as fans, we just expect you just to put up with, like, this crap where you should really, maybe, even if it's just somebody to the end of the season, like, a coach, you know, a head coach who we can have until the end of the season, that, that really upsets me because I keep thinking, you still expect, you know, I'm going to two games this year. You know, it's cost me a fortune to, to come to America. Well, it cost me fortune, but it's still money. And you know, yeah. and you aren't expected to just to sit there and, to, and and just accept it. Where really they should be like get, getting their artists together and thinking, right, we need a, a changes culture. Why did Why do they expect that fan to going to put up with a lost season when we're only three or four games in? That's the thing that really irritates me. That's like. That's non action. It's just people sitting on their asses and it sort of seems to me like everybody's scared to make a decision about what's gonna go on. You know, and I think that's really bad management and bad ownership. Sorry, Jordan.
3: No, no, no. It's <clears throat> it's okay, Chris, and, and AC and certainly AC we can talk about Ryan Poles and I'll get to that. But I also just think like I'm gonna kinda ride the sentiment here with the chat and the and the your your sentiment, Chris, and that I've been thinking a lot about the NFL and as you two gentlemen know, I, I feel like I I'm just an NFL fan more than I am a Bears fan. I know that chaps people's ass here, but it's just the fact of the matter. And it's kind of for this reason is, you know, I was thinking about the Rams and like how they're kind of going through a rebuild and it just kind of happens with every team. And the whole idea is that even if you're climbing the mountain, only one team gets to the top every year, that's the Super Bowl, And that's fine. That's understandable. But you are always in pursuit of trying to get to the top of the mountain. And when you usually reach the top of the mountain, you usually have to fall back down and rebuild yourself. That was the Rams. I mean, the Eagles are kind of the Eagles are solid, but you know, they're having some struggles a little bit. You you've had so many teams throughout history. And I think as a Bears fans, what we're frustrated about, and people, you know, Bears players like Jaquan Brisker come in and go, why are you guys not faithful in us while well, you're booing really quick? Is you've never as an organization, I know it's not DJ Moore's fault. I know it's not Jaquan Brisker's fault. I know it's Justin Fields coming going, I've never had to lose like this before. But that is where the frustration, I think, as Bears fans boils is we never seem to be climbing the mountain. Like, we we, we we have our backpack on. We're told every year we're going to start climbing it. And then, I don't know, maybe you get, like, 20 feet up, and then you just fall back down and you go, well, sorry, we're going to we're gonna have to get a new backpack. We're going to have to get a new climber, get some new boots, and we're going to try it all over again. And I, I just think, as fans, we're, we're – I don't want to say that, you know, we're not the most intelligent people, but we've seen this routine in this show before. And I yeah. think what's frustrating is feeling like your ownership, George McCaskey and otherwise – you know, says he's a fan, he's not a foot doesn't know not a football mind, he's a fan just like us. But if we can see the flaws in your process, how can you not? And that is really the issue. Um, so Chris, I, I appreciate it, I, I hear you. Um ACL quickly to your point. I think I struggle with with the clay with not with the Claypool situation. We can talk about the Claypool situation too, but the Ryan Paul situation. Um my big fear with Ryan Paul's Is I have no problem saying that I think he's been a pretty bad GM, all things considered. It's tough because I've I've said it before, and I think somebody had previously said like you're only giving him so little credit, but I'm trying to point out the positives. And the only positives I can give him is that he's been financially savvy, and he's done well with draft capital, making sure we have plenty of it, and... I suppose he was good at something that I think a lot of people could do, which is tear down the studs and rebuild or try to rebuild. It's easy to take a hammer to the drywall. It's hard to actually put up new drywall to make it look proper. So I don't know if you really want to give him a ton of credit for that, but you can Fine, to say did a good job tearing it down. As far as building good draft capital. I mean, it, no doubt it's, it's his respect. And he's done a good job getting a fourth rounder for Robert, Robert Quinn for, Getting a second rounder for Khalil Mack, there's certain things there that work, but I'm also like, you you when you tank to get the first overall pick, I mean you even had to luck into that with Lovey, yeah. but you tanked. So like, am I really going to give you credit for flipping the first pick for, you know, extra draft capital? I mean, great. Um, so I mean, again, those are the positives. I'll give him credit for that. He he, you know, you have to be the one to be able to facilitate the call get DJ Moore in the package get the the 25 uh the 25 second round pick the two first round picks. so it's all good but after that and i guess I'll give him one thing it's just having if the chris you said like there's not a lot of you hired rookie hhc rookie oc things of that sort i get he's a rookie gm but that in some ways it's a benefit because he's really the only adult in the room I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, you got your 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 gym teacher, Matt Eberflus, coming out and doing press conferences. And you can clearly tell what Ryan Poles thinks when he has to be like, hold on, I have to have a press conference here. Because nobody's taking you seriously. So to the credit of Ryan Poles, I think that he's been an adult in the room, and that's kind of been a refreshing thing compared to, you know, Ryan Pace, who would hide behind the scenes. But after that, let's be very clear. After that, I, I don't have a lot of good to give him. Um, you know, it's you traded or you, you picked Velas Jones with your 71st overall pick. And I know people say that, you know, when you're picking that far in the draft, uh, you can't guarantee starters. No, but you can guarantee impact players, uh, you know, role players. Part. It, it, Bayless Jones hasn't done much of anything. Um, nothing that, you know, UDFA couldn't really do. So right. you burn that pick there. I, I was a fan of the, of the Claypool trade at the time. And I know it had no doubt about it. Let's be very clear. Chase Claypool has not worked out um, there. He needs to be out of Chicago. It's not working, but. It's the same thing as like, and I know nobody was here. this. Justin Fields needs to be out of Chicago too. And these are not, I actually don't look at, this is the thing. I don't, I don't look at these as player things. This is, goes back to the organization. I get it. You could easily say, well, they wanted to get rid of Chase Claypool for some reason. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But if you're going to really say it's like a character thing or anything, I mean, they picked George Pickens. They have no problem with character. I just think that the reality is they have a wealth of wide receiver talent in Pittsburgh and needed to offload somebody. And he was their target. And, I mean, you're making him a healthy scratch because he was honest and said, I don't think I'm being used to the best of my abilities. I would mostly agree with that. We I don't think throw everyone three. would. <laughs> well, we don't throw slants in this offense. We don't do jet sweeps and, and, and end rounds in this offense. We don't throw nine balls. And when we do, either Justin Fields is airing them off the sideline or you got your receivers not doing their job dropping it when he's putting it in the breadbasket. So And I get it. He plays small. He does all these other things. But I didn't hate the move at the time, especially when you consider it as, you know, and basically you talked about Roquan, Roquan playing well. Roquan was not playing well in Chicago. That's uh, something oh, that a lot agree. of people don't
2: remember. He
3: was not playing well. And there's no doubt about, about it that Roquan wanted to be the highest paid linebacker, wasn't a fit in this new scheme. So I've always looked at that Claypool trade, and I get it. It was a 32 overall pick. That really hurts. Could have been Joey Porter, my number one corner. I don't understand all that. But at the end of the day, when you just look at the factors, didn't know it was a 32nd pick at the time, you were trying to win. You just came off the, the New England Patriots game. You end up getting blown out at Dallas. But the general idea here is that I'm going to trade Roquan, who wants to be the highest paid, for a young receiver on a prove-it year where I can get him a little cheaper, provide a surplus of talent and a boost to my offense, a stimulus to my offense. And overall, I'm trading Chase Kpool for Roquan minus like roughly 15 picks. Now, it ended up being worse than that because you ended up deciding that this is the whole problem. You decided, oh, well, you know, we lost the Dallas game, so we're just going to tank. We're just going to throw it all in the – okay, but that hurts the pick you just sent. And, I mean, we can go down this whole road, but I could talk for a because because, I mean, you could talk about any of this stuff and pick it apart left and right with hindsight. It's all the benefit of the factor. But to me, I think the big thing is I could see Brian Poles getting fired, and I wouldn't really mind it. I just – because I, I don't think it's unwarranted. I think, you know, you could argue he's got enough of a case to be out. Although I don't think it happens uh, because, one, I, you got to think that George McCassie and, and ownership has to pay everybody that they fire up to the term of their contract. So are you really going to fire your head coach, all the coaches? Who knows if you're still paying Nagy and, and Pace. I know that sounds like a joke, but when you're still paying um, Danny Trevathan some dead cap money, you might as well be paying Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy a couple dollars. So if right. you're doing that at every different level to sit there and have to try to also replace the GM, plus you now have to hire for new money, the new staff, I don't see him getting traded. And the big thing to me too is it's really the vested interest. And I've heard people push back on this, like, Jordan, you really think if they hire a new GM, they're going to like ship out Darnell, Wright? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Especially somebody like Darnell Wright makes a little more sense, but Jervon Dexter, Zach Pickens, Tyreek Stevenson, Bayless Jones, uh, Tremaine Edmonds maybe, TJ Edwards. You start thinking about who do you bring in and what have you spent money on? And thankfully, he's been financially wise. Like Tremaine Edmonds is a big hit now. He's really expensive now. It gets cheaper. It gets more manageable. But you've spent two a second and a third round pick on uh, Zach Pickens and Jervon Dexter. Yeah, those guys fit a four three. What if you want to go hire somebody that runs a three four? I don't think that either of those guys can play nose. Maybe Gravon Dexter could play nose. I don't think Zach Pickens would be a fantastic five tech. I think he's a better three tech. Uh, you know, we we've seen Tremaine Edmonds only in a four three. Does he is he able to play outside backer? Is he an off ball backer at that size? Um, he doesn't deal with you know getting off blocks. So it's, it's Tyreek Stevenson's a press man corner. What if you decide that you that works for Brian Flores? You want to go with another Eberflus guy that wants to play zone all day. They may just say, that guy does not fit what we need. Right. It, it becomes a situation where if you end up letting go of poles, you need to be careful because whoever you bring in next may just strip and tear down those young pieces that you've invested in. And whether those pieces are good or not is a different story. But the reality, this is my whole issue with Justin Fields. Ryan Poles, I know you'll always have in your back pocket. It's really convenient. Well, that wasn't my guy. I can go pick my guy. But you took the job in Chicago, which means that it is in your best interest to make whatever the past Bears decisions are look good. You are operating in what is best for the Chicago Bears in, uh, organization. So you don't tank when Justin Fields is on his cheap years. You try to build around and make it work. This is the same problem is if you were to remove him and put somebody in, Sure, that GM should keep the vested interest, should keep what has been spent on the roster. But we also know that's not how it works. Everybody wants to come in and go, no, I want to paint it my way. And all of a sudden you start seeing young talent being shipped out, whether it be a Roquan Smith, whether it would end up being, you know, a Kyler Gordon or somebody else. It's That's the problem.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they talk about accountability and we saw Chase Claypool not applying himself in the running game. He didn't want to block. He doesn't he didn't show effort that's not what benched him apparently him coming out and saying he wasn't being used right is what benched that's what was finally the straw that broke the camel's back and if they're going with this screen pass type offense you have the best blocker in your wide receiver core inactive the first two weeks i feel like he's active this week i think that's the the trade off yeah. is they they made claypool inactive and they made eq active and we'll see how that works out a lot of guys in the chat are talking about, you know, uh, I think someone said early, and it's something I definitely agree with. I refuse to believe – oh, KB's here. I'll go ahead and bring him in, and I'll finish my thought. I refuse to believe that a Tremaine Edmonds, a TJ Edwards, uh, guys that are proven in other defenses all of a sudden come here and can't play defense. That's That's what tells me it's a scheme issue. I was fine with Roquan leaving because of what he was asking for. I know a lot of people aren't happy about it. Now all of a sudden they're talking about trading away the linchpin of your defense and not building around him. But the guy wanted, we got two linebackers for the price of one and those guys had shown previously that they could play close to, if not that level of Roquan. So that's why they made that move because it made more sense financially I just – it's hard for me to understand how all of a sudden those players aren't playing like they were before, which leads back to a scheme issue, which leads back to your head coach is the wrong guy. They're already – and we saw plays out of Justin Fields last year that all of a sudden he's not making those same plays. And that that tells me coaching as well. How do you regress in year three other than you're not being coached right or you're not being used correctly? Um I – I, I mean, I've been telling guys at work because they're always like, you know, what are the Bears going to do this year, you know, or, or this week? And I'm just like, Ooh. I dude, I just hope we fucking lose because I'm I'm so tired of the <laughs> wrong coach being there. I'm tired of it. <laughs> and until Ibruluce is gone, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad news for me. It's, I'm going to be in a bad mood. Chris Watts is going to be drinking Jack Daniels at, at ten o'clock in the morning. It is what it is. I mean, it's smooth as Tennessee whiskey. That's- <laughs> KB, how you doing this morning? Uh, speaking, of, you- speaking of being smooth.
4: <laughs>
1: um,
3: I'm, <Hey>.
1: I'm here. <laughs> let's, let's just
4: go with that.
3: You're just here so you don't get fined.
4: Man, <laughs> facts. Because <laughs> at, at this point. That's I, what it feels like
3: covering the Bears. I'm here so I don't get fined.
4: Um, listen, man, at this point, yeah. I, I don't know what you say about this team. I don't know if you a player, you can actually speak without being said that you a problem. I listen, bro. I, I I just don't know anything no more, bro. I, like I said, so I'm I'm just here so I don't get fined. I love my boys, so I'm I'm, I'm here for support right now.
3: <laughs> hey, but a real shit, though. I mean, this is. I, I agree. I totally agree with you. AC. like what he what Chase Capel put out on tape in week one was God, just was trash that you just can't have. Like I, I I look, I'll bench you right then. I'll put I'll make you inactive right then, just to make a point. But, and this is the whole problem, is the leadership. And notice how I said in this way, I'm not even giving a ton of credit to Ryan Poles. But Ryan Poles at least appears and comes across as he's got his head on straight, he's an adult, he's operating in a decently productive, logical, pragmatic matter. When you look at the head coaching staff, the offensive staff, none of that other personnel shit makes sense. Which is you came out there and looked like horrendously, like the effort was completely absent. But okay, now don't worry about it. We, we think you're going to get back on track, so we're going to keep you active. Okay, well, that's just, I mean, you can, but that's, you're not really punishing or showing that. And I'm talking about just on a parenting level, parent to child here, like, you know, leader to, to direct report. I'm not choosing to discipline you and show you that that was severe or serious enough. That I'm going to give you real consequential action. So I'm going to just support you and go. Okay, I think we well, you, you can do better next week. And then when all of a sudden you, I voice my opinion honestly, Chase Claypool saying I don't think I'm being used correctly. That's what the straw that breaks the camel's back. There's a disconnect there. That doesn't happen. That doesn't make sense. You then, and this is not just a Claypool thing. Hey, Tyson Bagent looked awesome. He played better than P.J. Walker and nathan peterman okay we're gonna do something logical we're gonna base it on play and merit so pj walker you're out the door but he also played better than nathan peterman yeah but you know he's a rookie so like we're gonna make him third string and he's not gonna he's not gonna be active and nathan peterman who hasn't earned dog shit in this league is gonna be our backup where are the personnel decisions that make sense one more hey Zach Pickens, we, everybody, not just me, fuck me, man. Give me other draft analysts that say that he looks like a 3 tech. Yeah, but, you know, I think that we're really insisting on making him a nose tackle. I think Greg Gabriel's even said that. I mean,
1: that's a scout telling you this. Like,
3: fuck, man. (laughs) And then you got Jervon Dexter, who, if he knows nothing else, if he knows how to do nothing else, because, you know, God knows he can't play with pad level, correct? And he's been better with his get-off. But the one thing I and you gentlemen heard me say it when he got drafted, I said he could be a tree stump. Just have him plant anchor and say, "You got to run to some other gap because I'm not fucking moving." Yeah. No, no, no. We want to make up a penetrating three tech, guys. That's how, I, how we envisioned our draft. Like, hey, hey, Roshan, Roshan Johnson looks fucking fantastic. But uh, I still don't think he's starting. He had a great, you know, week one. Had some good promising moments. If there's one guy that shows all the effort in the world, it's him. And he still gets part time touches. Like I just. The personnel. Be the I still don't sense. understand that. Oh. The, the, yeah, the, the personnel decisions don't make sense, gentlemen. The, the problem is too is, and the only thing I could say is when you look at the offensive staff, whether it's fair or not, you just have to assume that they're in over their head. Like what? Either they're hearing noise from the outside, or they're just so down because of losses, and they're just like trying to. You know, when you're you're too close to the forest to see the trees, you're almost like picking up the puzzle pieces. Going, what the fuck happened? How did we end up here? that is the only way i can logically try to explain it because none none very few if any of their personnel decisions make any sense. Yeah. Well, i mean speaking I made, of
2: mean, I, a I I I, I...
1: sorry, I Well, speaking I of for process, some personnel was... decisions that do make sense, uh backstage, i got my man Johnny San Tucci the Tooch coming in uh Johnny, I got to tell you, man, they, they finally passed Sports Gambling in Kentucky. I've been doing right. on my phone a little bit. Your boy made a little nice. bit of money. All US, right. USC <laughs> let me down yesterday. I had a pretty big parlay with them. But uh, other than that, man, I, I've been uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I'm just hoping I'm not going to have to call 1-800-GAMBLER soon. because <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you are. I think you're sliding.
0: I do have some
1: good plays for today.
0: Uh, right now, I've got B. John Robinson over 25 and a half receiving yards, and he's gone over 35, I think, every weekend. As long as the books are going to throw that number out there, I'm going to keep hitting it. But uh, got a 10 unit play today.
1: What do you, When so, you say units, what does a, a unit mean, Tooch? Because I'm not fully. So if
0: if you're like a $10 better, it's like your t- average. That, that's one unit, you know, or some people are $20 betters some people are 100 so units
3: is, units is total number of bets you have active today essentially.
0: the unit is the amount of money you know you put on a, a bet so if you if you're a ten dollar better one unit is ten bucks
1: gotcha. okay so yeah. i'm usually like a two unit better that's that's about my yeah same what you know, you, uh, we, we got families we, you
3: know can, just, can we ask Tooch, uh for the pro gambler here what is an average unit uh, or what is maybe the most <laughs> units you've ever bet? <laughs> Are you allowed are you uh, to share
0: that? Yeah, I bet I bet uh I bet $250 on uh Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals in the Super Bowl, and he had two. Wow uh, so I, I, for some I knew and then uh last year I had wow. a couple hundred dollar and a couple two hundred dollar bets. Damn. Uh, uh, I had a uh, I have a a hundred dollar bet today. So oh wow
3: well, I appreciate to share. I just always probably we'll share ones. with
0: you guys after the show because AC gonna get in on this one. I guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, DraftKings since it just passed in Kentucky, DraftKings gave us a bunch of props and free bets it. and all kinds of yeah. stuff, which I've been taking full advantage of. Today, I've got um, they gave me a a, a boost, a, a prop boost where um, anytime touchdown from Bijan Robinson and Travis Etienne together, I bet. 20 bucks, and I'm doubling my money if they both hit. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's I feel like that's an automatic almost, you know. They those, uh,
0: those plays uh, a lot of times they don't hit, you know, they want you to bet that one. Sometimes they do. I mean, uh, DraftKings has got some great, uh, promos and stuff. Like when they give you, you know, 50% profit boost on any game, you know, then you can take, you know, some long odds and turn it into, you know, uh, uh, workable odds you know at like minus 150 on someone's money line you know just to win you get that down to minus 110 you know minus 120 and uh, that that just means uh you, you have, when when it says minus 110 is like the standard bet yeah so that means you're you're putting a dollar and 10 cents to win a dollar that's all the 10 cents is what they call the juice you know that's the casino making money yeah so, so we
1: were just talking a little bit about our d line here and, yeah. and how a lot of it does I we're mean, some I'm glad you're on because Andrew Billings has played probably the best player on our entire defense. Uh, I'd love to yeah. see him get resigned at this point. I mean, I got a jersey on the way. so it's uh that's that's definitely something. um but it, how it doesn't make sense, these guys were drafted, they played a certain position in college and we all thought that they fit differently. But our coaching staff, I'm assuming, thinks they fit backwards. Like, they put Pickens at nose and Gervin or Jervon Dexter at three, and they should be swapped. Yeah. Also, Justin – Jesus, what's his last name? Justin Jones, uh, is that right? Yeah. He he talks a lot, but he doesn't back up his talk on the field. (laughs) Like – I feel like he's getting washed out really easily. I haven't seen anything from DeMarcus Walker. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe has one sack since coming here. Now, I get it. He can't do it all his own. But, and that's another point of a lot of people that love the Jalen Carter pick and wish we could draft him. He's, there's no one around him. So, it's it's like like look at Aaron Donald this year. He's the best defensive tackle in the league. And you don't hear him a whole lot because he just doesn't have a whole lot around him. He's got to do it all himself. And when that comes down to like I firmly do not believe Jalen Carter would be doing what he's doing on our D line as opposed to their D line, because he's just got straight dogs around him down the, up there in Philly. Uh, and and I know a lot of Bears fans don't want to hear that, but that's that's the truth in my opinion. Um, can, I, uh, can I
0: ask you a question about that D line? Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, Eberflus, the defense that he runs. One of the most important parts, if not the most important part, is the three technique. And Brian just didn't give him one, man. I just, yeah. I, I can't figure it out either. Either uh, uh, we were uh, set up to fail this year. You know, I've said it on on uh, uh, bare state of affairs that this year is really the tank year. You know, they put one over on us. You know, <laughs> got gotcha you guys. You know. Sorry, I know you thought we were tanking last year. We did get that number one pick, but you ain't seen nothing this year. Yeah, you know. But I, now we
1: might have the first and second pick.
0: <laughs> we might have the first two picks, exactly. I don't know, man. Uh, the Bears might be the worst team in the league. I mean, currently they probably are. I mean, Jordan would probably agree with me on that. But
3: uh, I mean, who's worse? Honestly, I, like no, real shit. Who's worse?
0: Yeah, I struggle to think of uh, um, uh, a team. Denver, maybe. No, I
3: mean, the Panthers are honestly the Panthers are probably competing, which is that's the, yeah. the funny part. Is Arizona's you know, competing, but I mean, and this is the sad part, and I think this is also why we're, we're frustrated as Bears fans. I'm being dead serious here. I don't think the Bears have actually like a uh, their dearth of talent where they're just so so barren, they just have no player. It's not and big. injured. That was last like, year. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you really – you do have talent this year, which is why a lot of fans had a lot of expectations and hype. Uh, DJ Moore is a good player. I, I'm not telling you Claypool's ever like a 1000 year receiver, but he could be used. Um, you know, Darnell Mooney is, is healthy. You know, you've had – you had a top-ten pick. Uh, he should be playing – he's okay. He's not tremendously bad, but he should be, you know, showing some more. Khalil Herbert's shown burst before. That's no longer around. Cole Komet had a good, strong year last year. He's not a factor – You know, Tremaine Edmonds was fine in Buffalo, doesn't look that great now. TJ Edwards, same thing. Like, this is the thing is you've got talent and it's probably more than the Cardinals in other places, but it's all so mismatched and unused correctly, or used incorrectly, rather, that you're in a situation now where you look like the Arizona Cardinals. You look like, you know, the receiving core of the Carolina Panthers. And that's the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel bad for a, a DJ Moore who kind of came here. You know, he was forced yep. here. I know um, I was listening back to uh, Mike North's podcast with Aldo, and he said something about why would DJ Moore come here. Well, he didn't have a choice in the matter. He, <laughs> he was traded yeah. here.
0: Yeah, he didn't have a so choice.
1: But Mike North's still hanging on to what, what Trubisky mm-hmm. would do, and that just kind of grinds my gears a little bit because I, I don't think – if we had Peyton Manning here, it wouldn't be good with this coaching staff. I just, nope. it starts with them. I um, I know Baygent got promoted to QB two today. So if Justin yeah. takes a hit the wrong way or something, maybe we yeah. see a little bit of, a little Dorothy bit of today. Three yeah.
0: picks, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I went back and watched, uh, some of the snaps bears and chiefs and, uh, I didn't see a whole Ooh. lot of guys open. I mean, Kansas City's defense is very underrated. I mean, they blanketed yeah. blanket coverage on our receivers. I mean, Justin, he didn't have anywhere to go. I don't know mm. whether, uh, you know, uh, they, well, obviously Kansas City has a lot better coaches than us. But yeah. I'll tell you, uh, I could see, you know, Justin, Justin Fields after two and a half, three seconds, he should be running. There's just nothing else he can do. When it's blanket coverage like that, they were they were running the routes with our receivers, almost every drop back.
3: Yeah, that's because there's no fucking creativity in the passing game. And that's, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. look, I'm, 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 I am told you, I'm a, the NFL football is my drug. I got the England game on while I'm watching right now. Yeah. I, watch, yeah. I just watched Desmond Ritter, who looks like shit. I, I, I'll take an Allen on my priors on Desmond Ritter. I thought Desmond Ritter would be, look better. He literally just fucked up a dragging concept, which is a slant and a flat, and the slant was covered. He threw a pick six.
0: Yeah, and uh, Jaguars' uh, first half. Even that. The uh, dragon concept and
3: is half. really simple. Today. <laughs> it's, you know, dragon concept is a slant and a flat. You don't see that in Chicago. Nope. Hey, when's the last time you saw DJ Moore or even Chase Claypool on just a slant? Just, hey, right down the middle, just, you know, one, two quick seconds. And when they did, they ran two two slants off the first play, and, and was it, it was the Chiefs game. DJ Moore's wide open. This is the whole problem, too, is nobody wants to talk about it. Your quarterback can't make simple fucking throws either, so... <laughs> This is where it's you, you just I, this. I know we're all mad, but you got to rip this shit apart. Did and you? I don't mean the good players. Did you watch
0: USC Colorado yesterday?
3: Uh, of course, I did.
0: Yep. A lot of us probably watched that game, man. Um, Not me. Uh, I was
3: watching right, my watching Kentucky, Kentucky Wildcats stomp the we
1: shit out of me. Yeah, we
0: both got to win. Our quarterback <laughs> went down, and and uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Deacon Hill coming. That dude's like he's like 6'4, 260. He looks like. Uh, he looks like a linebacker, but you know, I mean, uh, we got lucky. We're at home against Michigan State, but uh, with McNamara going down for the Hawkeyes, not good news, you know. Hey, I mean, we don't have
3: to talk about it. Totally too much. we'll do it offline. But yeah, Cooper, 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 Cooper. Yeah, um, Cooper
0: Cooper John, my guy. But
3: is it so? Caleb, I ask, Caleb it, Williams just,
0: makes a ton of plays on the run, and it, his arm is so strong. Really like that kid. I, I'm just—I was trying to figure out. You know, I have—I've only watched one Drake May game. But I'd like to see, uh, uh you know, because I, I think the Bears are going to seriously consider drafting and reset the quarterback clock this coming draft, man. I'll tell you, I need it to makes reset sense. The coaching
1: clock, right? first.
0: You have to get rid of the coaches. You got to have someone in in place. You know, uh, people are saying, "Uh, oh, bring Lincoln Riley to coach him." I, look, Lincoln Riley is very creative on offense. His defenses
1: have never been good wherever he's gone, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was that was my point. If uh. If there's a college coach I want, it's Jim Harbaugh, and it's yeah. no one else. I mean, Nick Saban was given a chance in the NFL, and that didn't work. Yep. Um, but Jim Harbaugh has succeeded at both the college and NFL level. Yep. Last time we were hiring a head coach, I was against the Jim Harbaugh thought. But now, I mean, I just who – else, who else are you going to bring in? Lincoln Riley, as you said, has never put a – And he's got pieces. If you look at his recruiting classes, he has dogs on that defense. I kind of
0: disagree with this, but.
1: Looks like uh, Justin Fields at Ohio State. Think about it. Well, Justin was balling out at Ohio State. I mean, he was throwing the ball well. Uh, And and USC's got a really good
0: offensive line, too. I mean, it makes some sense, but they're two different players. I mean, uh, Caleb Williams, he's running a little more complex offense. Uh, I'll tell you, Michigan will be number one this week after. You know, uh, Georgia had a, you know, they, they squeaked by Auburn. But, I mean, that's a bitter rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know, Mich- Michigan went into Nebraska and just pounded them. Beat
3: the brakes off of them. 42
1: Yes, sir. Maybe they should be number one because Georgia was struggling at Auburn. Yeah, that's we what get, I said. Yep. We got to go down there and play them next week at hey, night, man. which – I'm Go ahead and knock them off, bro. Off. Hope hope knock them
0: them off, off. I'll tell you, Georgia defense, not the same defense we're used to seeing from the Bulldogs. And they're, they're struggling on offense. I, mean, I don't know if Beck is the guy. Uh, they still haven't been able to really establish a, t- a strong running game. I think that uh, they were ranked number one just based on past performance. You know? yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I think if Michigan were to play Georgia, it wouldn't be much of a. I I think Michigan probably wins by a touchdown or two.
1: Michigan would have gave them a better game last year than TCU did. Just, yeah, Michigan just pissed down their leg. Yeah, uh, let's not yep. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, KB, I brought you up and down in that same sentence. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was a very upset person after that game. <laughs> yeah,
0: after yesterday, you guys start talking about the Irish. Man I played tough defense yesterday against Duke. A really good Duke team. Uh, in Duke, you know, I thought I thought the uh, the Blue Devils would make a little comeback there at the end, but uh, the Irish uh, pulled it out. Man, they're another team that might be in that little playoff.
1: I was so tempted to bet Duke plus five and a half, but I didn't. Thank God, because that I got
0: was... suckered into that man at mm-hmm. home. It's a, it's a system play. You know, you're taking a home dog plus a decent size points. You know, but uh, Notre Dame, uh, yeah, they're better than than we think.
1: Yeah, the home dog I took was BYU, and that hit. So yep. I don't understand how they were. Yep, I had. BYU I got it. At, I got it at plus two. By the time it kicked off, it was even, and I was like, <laughs> "Yep,
0: I had that one." I thought that game would go under. It was a lot of points, man. Because Cincinnati's offense is terrible. Yeah. the Bearcats. But. Luke Fickle's gone. That's Jordan's guy. Yep. Yeah, I, don't, I forget where's he coaching now.
3: No. George George is over here in the chat. I just gotta, I'll just got answer real quick. George, uh, George asked would I take Quinn yeah. Ewers in the second if it meant we could get Oluf, uh, Oluwime, uh Fashanu mm-hmm. and Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I mean, George, probably, um, just because inherently I don't really – and I don't mean to sound all doom and gloom, but I don't know if there's a quarterback you could really put in this, this current situation and see him succeed. Um, we're going to. The reality is they're going to put – Ryan Paul's going to get his guy and he's going to put yep. a quarterback here. Um, but certainly if you had a better choice of getting actual legit talent, one left tackle and Olu well was Marvin Harrison Jr., I'd be all for it if Quinn Ewers are I would I'm not a huge Quinn Ewers fan. He's fine, not, not a problem. He's a good player. But uh, I like JJ McCarthy more. But I also don't I don't see a world where you're talking about 40-ish picks going by, and you're gonna tell me that you can't find takers for Drake May, Caleb Williams, Quinn Ewers. J.J. McCarthy, at least four, at least four. Like, and, that's, and you know, we're not even talking about whether it's uh, a Cam Ward who gets in, if it's, you know, uh, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. I don't see those guys in the same class, but You're I'm not a fan of Bo Nix. He,
1: he wasn't great at Auburn. All yeah. of, of a sudden, reminds, he's tearing it up at Oregon. I he
4: reminds mean, me of Tebow. I, I, I just I just get very, like, Tebow-ish vibes from him, yeah. play style-wise. Well, I
1: mean
0: uh, – Oregon's a tough place to play. And they, they play tough. I mean, they played some tough defense this year, you know, but. Uh,
3: yeah, Bo Nix uh, is fine. I, I don't, I, somebody's asking about opinions of Bo Nix. Bo Nix is okay. Uh, I, I'll put a, a great example. Cause like, I, I like Riley Leonard as like a, a prospect a theory, but to me, I was, I was kind of, you know, crapping on Riley Leonard last night and it's not intentional. I'm sorry. I hope he's healthy. I hope the ankles. Okay. But to me, I know that everybody wants to talk about this class as generational. I don't necessarily – I wouldn't – I'd hold off on that because this is the same thing we had in 21. Man, yeah. could you believe
4: – Uh-oh. Is he he just cut out. You guys. I was going to say, he you just got cut got out. Orange, you
3: got Trey Lance. You got Mac Jones. Got- huh? Yeah.
4: You had cut out like right when you hit the height yeah, of that. It right was like right when
3: you were get- making – you were really getting <laughs> okay, into well, it. Well, anyways,
2: <laughs> just, just that
3: my whole point is that
2: – You were really getting at Jordan. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the generation –
0: is he frozen again? I think he might I be think frozen he's frozen again. again. Okay, he's back.
3: <laughs> yeah, my bad. But just my whole point is that I would just caution people that this class isn't – it's more of an eye of the beholder class than it is like a superstar class. And we haven't even got to the point where many of these names that you're hearing about are going to go back to school. Yeah. That's yeah. true.
0: Yeah, Shadur Sanders maybe go back to school. I, don't-
3: I mean, two of my favorite
1: um, – I'm Risa. Prospects from last, I'll back. yeah, yeah. Please just back out and back, come back in, and and maybe it'll. Um, but two of my favorite prospects from last year was that offensive tackle from Penn State that I'm not going to try and. Uh, for Shano. Say his name, uh, yeah, him and um, Jared Verse. They both went back to college. So, yep. um, and who knows what? I mean, I know it seems. It seems like Caleb Williams is going to come out no matter what, but. I mean, there's always that little thing in the back of your head where his dad said, you know, we don't like what it looks like. He, he can go back to school. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, I just don't know. Um, but I worry about buying into another quarterback class a little bit because yeah. the one that we drafted Fields in was supposed to be the new age, you yeah. know, great class, and really only Trevor Lawrence has come out of it. That, that just uh, like an NFL starter, you know, and I, and I hate it because I love Justin. I'm wearing a yeah, jersey so today I, to support my quarterback, but man, it's, it it just, just like Jordan terrible. was saying, you know, he's, he's missing open guys at this point. Like it's not even. Yeah.
0: He's getting terrible coaching. He's had his first coaches were terrible. His second coaches were terrible. Uh, at the end of last year, we we're talking about Justin Fields being like one of the highest paid players in NFL history. Now mm-hmm. I'd be lucky if he gets a Mitch Trubisky con, con, uh, contract. You know that's we'll tragic. Try. It's fucking. We'll bring
1: tragic. Jordan back in now and see if he's up to up to speed.
3: Hopefully a little better.
1: Oh yeah, you see, can't even be talking, man. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll just be very. Who are you? Everybody's asking about Bo Nix is fine. I just was trying to say that real quick. This this QB class, you haven't seen everybody that's going to go back yet. You need to see who's going to going to go back to school. I know it looks fantastic, and yeah. right I agree. Um, but I also just think that you have to be cautious. 21 class looks phenomenal as well. You've yeah, seen that just, situation. Makes while you were gone, sense.
0: that was what Aaron said.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, to me, Bo Nix is a okay prospect. I just think that what I would caution is that I think that there is a very clear delineation yeah. from the top tier and the bottom tier. Riley Leonard, uh, you know, Shudder Sanders, I think, needs to go back to school. I know that's not a popular opinion, but Bo Nix, yeah. uh, Cam Rising, I'm sure I'm missing a few. Those guys are in a separate tier to me than what I would call the first round. Absolutely, I would hitch my wagon to. And Mm. really that to me is it's Caleb, it's Drake, it's JJ, it's Quinn, and then I could be talked into Cam Ward. Uh, But, you know, Sam Hartman, other guys like that, those guys are Michael Penix. To me, they are in a separate tier. They go in day two, day
0: three. risk though I man he's had some some injury yeah, he's
1: older than fields is already <laughs> and he's still in college that's cool hartman he, uh, yeah Panic.
0: hartman's uh, older yeah. than fields or Penix. hartman is Penix can really sling it though man
1: yeah um what about the uh i know we're off on a tangent here talking quarterbacks in the draft is dj you is it ugulele is he draft eligible this year do you think he'd come out or I know he, he didn't is, do great but, he but he's back. doing really
0: he's well. He's bad, early. though. I mean, <laughs> he was terrible with Clemson. Yeah, yeah. He, mean, was. he
3: looks Tucci looks better, but yeah. Uh, to your point, I he's one that I need. You got to wash off the stench for more than just a year. Yeah, I need you to go back, show me bro. again next year.
4: Yeah. Oh, I I throw another name out there. Got you got to really wash the stench the stench off of Spencer Rattler. Is he uh he draft eligible? Yeah, he, he should is. be. No, I was going to say, man, bro, I can't stand him, but he, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, but he, he seems to, to be a little <laughs> bit better-ish now.
3: He, he is supposedly, and you know, obviously I don't know the guy, but I mean, it's well documented that he was kind of a, a dude. Right. And he's since turned the corner more mature teammates like him and mm-hmm. he's playing better. So he's another one.
1: Well, I mean, the kid was on a Netflix show in high school, so, you know, he's, he probably thinks – or th- went into college thinking he was bigger sure. than he was, you mm-hmm. know, and then get knocked down a few times. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, I don't know. I don't know.
3: Matthew yeah. Focchuzzi saying, watch that stank off. Yeah, we all as Bears fans need to watch that bear stank off. Also the players.
0: Do you guys think Iberflues uh, was really Poles' choice? Because I was talking about this on bear <laughs> Bears Bears. Uh, the 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 choice struck a lot of people as odd in the first place when Eber Eberflus was hired. You got an ascending quarterback, or here we are drafting another uh, uh, defensive-minded coach, you know, and uh, had similarities harkening back to when um, Ryan Pace hired John Fox, you know, and uh, you know he was kind of foisted onto Ryan Pace to kind of clean up that locker room and you know get the defense straightened out post Tressman. And now uh, you're looking at the Eberflus hiring. Like, how could he hire this guy? You know, it's, like, I, it's bad on I so gotta, many levels.
1: I gotta think that was his guy. I mean, originally, like I said, it rubbed me wrong. Like I did It didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, you said to it me. many times. But, but as many times as he's come out and said this is my guy, he's either laying on that sword and dying for the McCaskies. Yeah. At some point, you would think something would leak out, you know, that he would yeah. say something to somebody uh, off the record and say, you know, this wasn't really my guy. They kind of forced him on him. You would think something like that would come out, but yeah, it's hard well, to know. I mean,
0: Holes is 36 years old. Well, you know, to, I just, uh, uh, it's kind of young. You know, you're in, you're getting your first promotion to a senior executive level. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I said on a uh, uh, bear State affairs, I could see like, George McCaskey dropping in on the interview, oh, you know, silently nodding, hmm, and then after Take the interview, Ryan really, really like Matt Eberflus, But you, may, you know, it's your decision. Whatever you yeah. want I to mean, do. You know?
3: to, to me, to me too. It, I totally agree with all you. I think that it it seems way more likely that Eberflus was kind of urged and pushed yeah. into That's the, the position. Yep. But, but. As long, as far as I'm concerned, you've had Ryan Poles on the record multiple times saying, "Yeah, nope, I wasn't forced. That was my guy. That was my choice. Whether that's would he, true or would not." Did he
0: ever say that though?
3: <laughs> no, but that's my thing. But whether know, it's he true would or never not, say,
0: you know, they made me take this guy. You know, I'm brand new at this job. They said, "You fucking take Matty for flu, so you're out of here." You know, he would never. Yeah, say no, that. I get,
3: I get it. But as long as you're going to own it and say, "Nope, I wasn't forced," we see the game the same way. I, we were, we simpatico. This was my guy. Then I get to hold credit on you for that decision. That's just the way it goes.
0: Yeah. And, and you know it's kind of verboten that uh, GMS get to high, get two chances at the quarterback hire, which I think is bullshit. You know, uh, I I, uh, I would get rid of both polls. I'm not I'm not exactly enamored of his draft picks. I know it's early. It, you, could, you could definitely throw the argument back at me that's too early to tell about his draft picks. But it, his person his pro personnel moves have not been good. If you know, the mm-hmm. Larry Ogan, Joby hire Nate Davis has been garbage. Uh, we haven't even seen uh, DeMarcus Walker. I, I like the Yannick Ngakwe hiring. He's getting pressure, but we had two guys on the roster that were getting just as much pressure. They just couldn't close it. I, I think Ngakwe will probably be okay. He'll probably get to his customary eight sacks on the season. But, uh, I mean, i tell you, today against the Broncos, we got we got three. I don't know if Tyreek Stevenson is out. Still not uh, uh, listed whether he's out. But Jalen Johnson, our best cornerback, out. Yeah. Eddie Jackson, our best safety, Out.
1: Yeah. You know, uh,
0: we're in trouble in the secondary versus guys like and Jerry Kyler Judy Gordon, is,
1: of course, is still out too. So. Kyler
0: Gordon's still out. That three out of our four, mm-hmm. like, primary players in the Bears' secondary are out. You're going against Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Russell Wilson, who's a longtime veteran. He knows how to beat the Bears, he knows how to well, beat covered
1: Russell too. Wilson, for as much as they've talked about him falling off since yeah. going to Denver, his numbers are scarily accurate to what they were in Seattle, other than his fourth quarter numbers, which. In Seattle, the guy was just a, a world beater in the fourth quarter. I mean, if you had fourth quarter Russ, you, yeah. you felt really good about your yep. quarterback position. Uh, but other than that, his numbers have been pretty similar to what he was doing in Seattle. So he's doing what he was doing there. It's just come down to their defense. I mean, they gave up 70 points last last week. And yeah. then they yeah. come in. Oh, here you don't, think, you don't think
0: they're going to be angry coming? To yeah, exactly. Field after mm-hmm. Giving up 70. Uh, this below is such a great point here, man. I mean, Trevor Lawrence going backwards before they hired uh, Doug Peterson. I know they had that, mm-hmm. that hiccup versus the Texans last week, but Texans have owned the Jaguars. They've won like five straight versus Jacksonville. You know, it's just yeah. a team that they have trouble with. Uh, but uh, it, it, we we should have hired somebody like a Doug Peterson who's had success with quarterbacks. We hired an uh, unknown, Matt Eberflus, unknown, Luke Getze, and Alan Williams has been a disaster. It's just, the, the hiring, the Bears – even though that they have to a bears organization is an organization that has to hire people to tell them who to hire, you know? Yeah. so that's fucked up. You know, yeah. It's like, they don't have uh, somebody. I don't think they've got Kevin Warren now and let's hope he does something. Yeah. But he, he he's overseeing a mess, man. It is I mean, something.
1: if they, if they need somebody to call, man, I would do it for half the price of yeah. in. I promise you <laughs> and I, I'd call yeah. my, I'd call my guy, Jordan and, and KB and, and, Get some information from across the pond. I'd call all my guys in. Uh, We'd be their little uh,
0: Jordan and would be the head nut. My scout, <laughs> scout department. See, but this is the thing, and, and like, oh, like, busy frozen. Exact again. comment,
3: and I'm sure <laughs> rolls the game. I probably find this, <laughs> this the same. Yeah, I was really hunting.
0: You got to reset your router, I think, Jordan. When you start getting that lag, you know, he's
4: getting frustrated. Every, every yeah. time you start to talking, bro, it just say that I'm good. You got you got that you got that Chicago Bears Media goddamn connection, huh? They, yeah, they're pushing the pause on your ass like nope, <laughs> he's he's making good points.
0: <laughs> you gotta reset your router, I think, usually when it's like Ooh. that laggy where you're like you stop and then all of a sudden it's like you're in fast motion, you know, but uh I wanted to ask uh, Aaron and, and Ryan and Chris, uh, who's coming in to play in the secondary, man? <laughs> so we got what do we got, Jalen Jones. We got we got yeah. another Jalen, I think, somewhere, right? And then what's the what's the Minnesota kid, Ter- Terrell Smith?
4: Yeah, Terrell, Terrell Smith.
0: Smith. So those guys going to be playing uh, corner on the outside.
4: I was going to say probably Terrell Smith. You got Tariq Stevenson. I believe they said he was going to play. Uh okay. I know yeah, you'll probably end up with Kendall Vildor in the slot, Elijah Hicks playing was safety. Wilder,
0: I thought Vildor was cut. Was he? We had I, him. Or- oh, I,
1: was I thought cut. he was still on the team. No, cut. Vildor's gone. gone. No. Josh Blackwell's I mean, to I don't, Gordon I don't Jordan. hate Blackwell, Jones, Blackwell's Jones or Terrell Blackwell's Smith. Yep. These are guys that came in, uh, especially yeah. Jones and Blackwell. They came in last year when we needed them, and and really. kind of stepped up their game and played up to par Uh, you got Elijah Hicks I guess is going to play your safety but your other safety is Jaquan Brisker who I don't understand it I bought the guy's jersey because I like him I definitely want him to succeed yeah but it seems like he's hurt every time he makes a tackle yeah like what is going on with Jaquan Brisker I, I don't it doesn't make sense to me how a safety, a hard-hitting safety coming out of college, all of a sudden can't tackle. It doesn't – I don't get it, uh, and, and it's I, – I have no idea. But uh, the secondary is tough, which also hurts you up front because Zebra Fluke going to want to bring the pressure if he's got backups in his secondary. Who he doesn't may not trust. I mean, you got nothing to lose.
4: <laughs> I was gonna say, bro, to me, the way you help out young corners or young yeah. secondary is you bring heat. Yep. I, I'll say that nothing was more evident than that than last night. If you anybody watched the Notre Dame Duke game, when the chips were down, yeah, the fucking Duke coordinator sent sent the fucking house yeah. at Sam Hartman. I don't know yep. why he decided not to do it on the last the fourth down play. Because I would have heated his ass up yet again. The, the Notre Dame offensive line couldn't hold water last night. So yeah. I you send the pressure. Get beat by sending pressure. You can say you tried. Yeah. That's, that's the best you can do. Because the last thing you're going to do is sit there and say, oh, my two rookies and my, my two second year safeties are going to stop a veteran of 10 plus fucking years. Yeah. With Jerry Judy Corden Sutland and whoever the fuck the tight end is, I don't see it happening. I just don't. So I'm all for it. You you have to heat them up, but you got nothing. It's probably nothing not going to happen.
0: Yeah, they got to get out of their heads, man. They got right now. Iberfoo's the, the been reluctant to send pressure, you know. Uh, but uh, he'll probably he's probably thinking we can't. Russell Wilson just beat us on the blitz, you know. Shut up, stop it, you know. Just send guys. De- devise something to, to get pressure on, on Wilson today.
1: It's, 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 well, it's a lot it's, of – And I've heard uh, – because I listened to a lot of the score through the week while I'm at work, and it was it was a difficult listen this week with the Cubs imploding, the Sox went, losing 100 games, the Bears imploding as well. It was a difficult listen this week, but they bring on um, – who was the former coach of the Bears uh, – which one? Wani. <laughs> Wani. Yeah. Oh, and he talks about blitzing on defense and having to play man behind that. But there is a zone blitz defense. It is. The, the Steelers ran it for years under Bill Cowher. He always ran a zone blitz. He blitzes guys and runs zones behind it and have you covered up. And it was always difficult for teams to figure it out, even when the Steelers – weren't great, they would they would play great defense and they didn't always have superstars back there either. They just i mean obviously you had Troy Palomalli running it, so he, he's gonna keep everybody in place. You got a Hall of Famer back there, but still the way and I don't understand why we can't play that if they're obsessed with running a zone, you can blitz and run a zone, but it seems like even a even Wanstead, a head coach, doesn't take that into account. And I don't know if that comes Comes back to coaching. I'm assuming. I mean, does he just not? No, and maybe he just doesn't want to change it midseason, change his defense. But we're. I, I saw someone put out a tweet this week. We were 32nd in almost every single. Yeah, category. literally every category.
4: We're 32nd. Since, so since why Eber aren't you Christy's changing cover? your? Why and, why aren't you changing your system? That's 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 key one. I'm sorry. Okay. You you need to do something. Your defense does not work on paper. It doesn't work in stats, and it doesn't work in on, in live action.
0: I'm gonna That's, go back to my old standby. Aaron Current said, that "Matt Eberflus coaches a defense that doesn't work anymore at all. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah. adjust."
4: But I, like I, I said, bro, it, it, I – go it on ahead, uh, that, Chris. So,
2: sorry, Kevin. Go ahead, bro. It just makes you think is he just. Is he just being really sort of stubborn? You know, you see, like, you know, we had this sort of problem with Nagy with the offense a couple of years ago where, you know, he wanted his scheme rather than what, you know, what players, you know, rather than fit the scheme to fit the players' strengths. And it feels like we just got exactly the same as defense. It seems even plus he's so sort of stuck in that scheme, like, this is not my scheme, and, and that yeah. he's not really adapting to what player strengths we've got. And it's so fucking obvious to everybody, I mean, I, it's obvious to me, and I really think about the game from an offensive point of view, it's so obvious to me that this doesn't work. It just do not fucking work anymore, man, because this is out of date. And why Why can't you change the scheme, like, or alter it slightly so we can get more pressure on the quarterback? You know, and it's the same on offense as well, like, the offense coordinator is not calling players what works, just can field strength. You know, I know Justin, he struggled this year, and I must admit, my sort of um, rating of Mads has gone down quite a bit because he is missing wide open guys. But, you know, why are you, mate? Why why did you go from being the number one running offense last year? I'm, a, I'm like, now we're not running the ball at all. So we can't up any production passes. You know, let me I, answer you know, that part for you. Jerk. It's a fucking joke. It's a fucking
4: joke. Let me answer that part for you because the, the whole. Do. This – this. This idea that the Bears had this prolific running offense always pissed me off. We didn't have this prolific running offense. Our, our running backs weren't running for 100 yards a game. They weren't popping five, having five to six yards per carry. We had one player that had a good, that had the yards per carry, and he was hurt. So you only had a small sample size of games. That's why his yards per carry was so high. Let's stop acting like Fields didn't rush for 1,100 fucking yards with maybe eight to 900 of the shit coming because he was running for his fucking life. Let's stop acting like the Bears' offensive line was really out here doing all this fucking work when we could barely get a fucking yard running up the middle. Let's stop acting like the Bears had this prolific offense and had this prolific rushing offense. It was strictly because somebody was playing fucking backyard football and had to do what he had to do so he cannot get killed. You take you take fucking Justin Fields' stats out of it, what do we have? Nothing. That offense is probably still the 32nd ranked offense. It's I, This shit killed me all offseason. Every pundit, every media person that covers this shit, oh, they're a really good running offense. No, Justin Fields is really good at scrambling for his fucking life. Let's be
0: real. Yep, that was all it was.
2: Number one you know, rushing offense you know, in the NFL is all You deals. know what, KB? You know what? Yeah, you know what, KB? You're completely right, mate. And uh, I think as well this year, a lot of defenses spying on Justin Fields and they're containing him, which which obviously shows, again, about a lack of rushing. So I will dock my hat to you, KB, on that point, mate. you are bang on.
4: I, I've been saying – I said that shit went, as soon as I heard it the first time over the offseason, bro. Once they said the Bears yeah. had this good rushing offense, no, we don't. No, we don't. Yeah. Like I say, you had you had somebody that had to scramble. If like I say, you you take that out of it, you sit here and you look. David Montgomery did was was what we said two and three yards. He was he was the hard yard earner, and even when he did have lanes, he wasn't really getting that many yards. Khalil Herbert, yes, he was the burst guy, which is what he needs to be now, which is why Roshon Johnson needs to be the fucking starting running back. You yeah. know. Yep. Khalil yeah. Herbert needs to come in after to spell Roshan Johnson and throw a defense off because he can hit the home run. He's not a starter. So, yeah, it's it's and this all come this all comes back into coaching. That our coaches don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. people are in over their head. The personnel decisions don't make sense, yeah. like y'all were saying with the defensive line. I and it's 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 a master clusterfuck, and you, you're asking for people to, to succeed <laughs> and be great. When there is nothing but confusion and disorganization around them. I, I'm sitting here writing like perfect example, bro. I'm sitting here watching the fucking Falcons Jaguars game. Not there, like every part of my being is telling me that Justin Fields is going to end up in Atlanta before the season's over. Yeah, because I'm just not seeing it with Desmond Ritter either.
0: Yeah, and I i can I, will ask how much it costs.
4: Yeah, I I can, I can see them saying, you know what. We can do some read option shit with with Bijan Robinson and Justin Fields and really scare the fuck out of N.C. South. I oh, can yeah. see that shit happening completely. My man can't even complete a yep. goddamn swing route, but that's, a,
0: that's that, that, uh, Arthur Smith will come up with something.
4: He has more of a scheme, and you can see it. It's just not being
1: completed to his liking. So I think that's where Justin ends up before the end of the year. Yep. Yeah,
4: I, I I wholeheartedly believe that he's going to be in Atlanta. I do. Yeah,
0: it's hometown. You know, it's Justin's hometown. Makes what, a lot he grew
1: up, he grew up a Mike Vick fan. You know, he had yep. his jersey as a kid. That's yeah. that's his team.
0: It's just uh uh his value is so uh depleted now. I mean oh
1: yeah, we're we gonna get trains
0: How much of Trey Lance the Cowboys have spent a fourth round for Trey Lance?
4: Nope.
0: Yeah. Yep. So I mean, right. we'll probably get a third for uh for Fields.
1: Oh, he threw a touchdown. Do we Good have round. do we have two seconds next year as well? Nope. Just the one. <laughs> Think so, just the one. Yeah, I was trying to think when y'all were talking quarterbacks and having to wait so many picks for a quarterback to fall I was like, well, if we got two seconds. We could just trade up and with it again. I mean, shit. The
4: way it's looking, we gonna be picking in the in the what the top thirty five. I'm in in the top five of the, of the second round, so it doesn't matter.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You probably yeah. be picking what thirty third, thirty fourth,
1: thirty fifth.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have t- three top thirty five picks next year.
1: Well, I, well, Mike does make a good point. I mean, I have a short memory, but Fields, he did okay in Tampa Bay until the last play, which the play call drove me nuts. Why are you throwing a screen in your own five-yard line? I mean, I think that's what really killed us. But he was that, still missing that, guys in that game, but he did like the very first drive I remember watching it, and I was like, holy shit, we're fucking on today. Let's go. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to – it's You need consistency. I mean, that's that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Yeah. Jordan, I, I need mean, to hear your not, voice, no, man, I'm and make sure you're up to watching. speed.
0: Can someone please start a Lions podcast? We got a place for this guy to go.
2: Well,
3: <laughs> I, would, I would talk, fellas, but I'll keep it All short because right. I just hey, do not know long it's going to last. <laughs> so, uh, I'm here.
4: Hey, man. You sound good right now, brother. <laughs> you, yeah. you ain't cut out yet.
3: But if I say shit about the Bears, they just, you know, they clamp hey, down on it.
4: They gonna hit that button.
0: <laughs> what, do you think, what have I been doing the whole time I've been here?
4: <laughs> Look, they they said they said that, that boy that boy Jordan got uh got got the got the ear of the people on the west side uh, the west coast. So they can't they can't let him preach all around the world now. They, they mm-hmm. said California's a big state. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> man, I I had a lot to say over the weekend. Man, I, I sat and pondered it. You know what I'm saying? I, I I thought about how you fix an offense that seems like it has – that's rudderless and it's stuck in the middle of the ocean. And, you know, you come up with ways to say, how do you fix the defense? You know, you, you just you just think everything. We got all this time on your hands. And things start to make sense in your head, and you just ask yourself why it doesn't happen. It's It's two offenses that I would look to. Right. Two offenses that will look to. They make the most sense. Your personnel kind of fits it. And it it will help your quarterback. So the Seattle Seahawks. Right. You got you got the monster Megatron Jr. out there with, with, with DK. Do you not have a wide receiver that's the similar build to him in Claypool? I mean, similar build, but I wouldn't say similar in any not, other
1: way. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm.
4: I'm just saying, you have a you have a player that's similar build. We 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 had we can all agree that Claypool is built like a brick shithouse, house, correct?
1: Yeah.
4: Okay. He doesn't have to be DK Metcalf. I don't expect him to be DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is a freak of nature. The dude is is you know what I'm saying in the top fifteen to twenty best receivers in the league.
1: That's 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 real. His but, diet's crazy too. He eats uh lifesavers gummies all day. Hey, that's <laughs> <D-K->
4: <laughs> that's yes.
1: Hilarious. Yes, but, look up. He talked to someone about his uh dietary because they were talking about how good his body looked. He was like, you know, what? he gets like three or four of them big sharing size bags of, of candies, and <laughs> and
2: that's free, mostly
1: what he eats. <laughs> they fat free, that's why.
2: Whatever was but, but
4: Whatever let's was. look. You, you continue to look at at the Seahawks wide receiver court. You have Lockett, who you can pencil. You can slot DJ Moore into Lockett's spot. And then you have Smith and Jigba. You have Darnell Mooney. So yeah. you look at – got three wide receivers that you can kind of put in the same place. All right, they might not be the same caliber, but, you know, they're the same make and build and the same type of player. Why don't you take concepts from other people and start to slot those in? Why not run routes that DK runs with with Claypool? Why not do what Tyler Lockett does with DJ Moore, or yeah. what they started doing with Darnell? Uh, I mean, with uh, Smith and Jigba and, and whoever else their other wide receiver
1: is that comes in this fourth.
0: They're stubborn, man.
1: And then get under center. That's what it is. I think they're the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. I mean, same, you got we same we. Type live- literally yeah. saw the the Packers and the – who did we play week two? The Packers and Tampa Bay both played like 90% zone coverage against us. Yeah. Kansas City went to man and we still couldn't do anything. We couldn't run or anything. What Kansas, did our zone, what Kansas City did against our zone, they take Kelsey down and then bring guys underneath it. And now that's open. But we – don't Can't do say, it. oh, okay, these dudes are playing zone against us. Let's run this. Now, Komet is no way, shape, or form the same athlete that uh Kelsey no. is. But
2: no.
1: anybody, you could take them down and then open the zone underneath it if they're running 90% zone against us. But, again, our coaches just think they're the smartest guys in the room and 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 they're not willing to adjust. We don't see any adjustments at all. So, Even if we and- have decent in the first half, they adjust, we don't. And I was gonna say another another thing, like
4: I said, I noticed, man. You know, if you if you're trying, you're trying to get your quarterback ideas, right? I look at the 49ers and how they use players on their team. All right, I'm not gonna look at their receiver core because the, the fucking 49ers are just it's just talent everywhere. But you go sign, I mean, re-sign a fullback, correct? You bring back Kah- Kahari Blasting game, who was a hell of a fucking athlete, big guy can run, block, do all this shit. Why not start putting this motherfucker out at tight end and start to motion him back into the backfield, run some of these power concepts, use him like the 49ers would use Kyle Uschak. You sign these players, and then you don't use them. Mm -hmm. Kahari Blasting Gang could probably come in on third downs and help you block at running back if you really wanted to get shots off.
0: Yeah, we haven't had but, Equinemius either out there blocking. That's He's been inactive for three games. But you you, you, you don't know?
4: use these players that you resign. I, I I'm just saying, bro, if you really want to help Fields out, the best way to do it, take some concepts from other teams, the Seahawks, start using the players that you got. Use Kahari Blasting Game. Run Power Game. Get under center. Operate out of the, the I-formation, the single back. Stop, stop all this fancy shit like that's what we can do. Clearly, that's not a strong point for us. It's not. So you have to get back to basics. Run basic. I ain't gonna say run basic routes. All right. I'm just saying run basic offenses because we get we get in the shotgun. We can't we can't do shit out of the shotgun. Clearly, we drop back to pass and his pocket collapses and we're fucked. Get under center. Give Fields the chance to see the field before he he fucking snaps the ball or do whatever he fuck he does at the Hand the ball off, run downhill. Play action. We gotta bad. do that today against this Broncos defense. That's all I would do. That's all I would do, man. But like I said, you people don't realize the—I I guess the talent we resigned. But hey, you—they're they, on the roster. Right? Well,
1: I don't I Should
0: see. talk a little bit about that Broncos defense. Is uh, they gave up seven hundred twenty-six yards of offense last week to the Dolphins, but I mean, they just had a bad game. 350 well, yards versus the run. I mean, because said had Broncos worst team against the run. I mean, take out that game against the Dolphins. They weren't really terrible. They gave up 122 yards to the Commanders and 61 yards to the to the Raiders. So I mean not really terrible. Those numbers are a little bit skewed.
1: But they're You still have to establish the run. Yeah, I definitely agree. We need to establish run. but they're kind of in the same situation as we are, where their defense wasn't working, so they were trying something new. Yeah. They drafted Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. He didn't really fit their scheme. This I heard this on CHGO last week Caesar. when they talked to a guy from Denver. So he didn't really fit their scheme. So they changed their scheme midweek, and then the and then the um, communication was off. And then when Jerry, uh, what's his name, Jewel? Um, jerry, jerry Jewell. Jewell. that josie one josie jewel he got his out yeah, he like, was their green dot like, guy he was the guy who ran everything yeah. you yep. know so that made the communication even worse and that helped out the dolphins even more um i don't know if he's still out this week or or what i just uh yeah i mean we got to run the ball but their defense is in bad shape too you know if they're I mean, they're talking about wanting their defensive coordinator fired, just like we're talking about our entire coaching staff. You know, they're not yeah. happy in Denver either. Who, who decides
0: who who's active for the game?
1: That's a good question. I feel it's like wondering. that would be it should be flutes, right? A coaching call. Yeah, I,
3: yeah. But they, asked him, <laughs> they asked him. They asked him, and he said at a press conference that he leaves that to the coordinators to decide. Because they asked him why EQ wasn't active, and he was like, "Oh, that's getsy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Eberflus is Mr. hands off. That's just what we need.
3: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Matthew's got a good point. I'll take Sean Payton. When it comes down to it, you got Sean Payton versus Eberflus. That's yeah. uh it's hard to argue against a Super Bowl yeah. winning head coach that uh and as bad as their defense has been, their offense has been playing pretty well. Their biggest issue last week was they turned the ball over and yep. I don't think Jerry Judy played last week. That might have hurt him too.
4: He, um, I don't think he did
1: either. Yeah, I think so,
3: Marvin. He, pretty good wide the bronc, the
2: bronc.
1: Go ahead, Jordan. I know where you're going with that, and I was, oh, I was, I was gonna go say, going to say Marvin today.
3: Mims lights up the Bears today in some way, some shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then as far as defensively, I not that I love Vance Joseph, but I think he's gonna he's gonna like Justin Fields up a blitz is like a Christmas tree. Um, yeah. They're gonna blitz the hell out of this offense, and
4: they're going to stack the box because <laughs> what threat do you have of passing?
3: And then when, when Justin Fields throws it, I, hopefully it's not towards Pat Sertan because uh am in for some bad news.
0: How many slants have we run this year, Jordan? I see I one. Had, I saw one <laughs> mess off too.
3: Yeah, they've <laughs> had – I guarantee you they've been there, but it's probably less than 20, and that's the problem. There's probably – honestly, in three, four games, it'll be less than 20. That's, all that's another thing
1: else. that drives me insane. I watched us get stomped. I think it was Packers week. We got stomped by the Packers. Then the second game I watched was 49ers-Rams. They both looked organized, ready to play. And I would watch Matt Stafford simply look at Puka Nakua, the defensive guy is 20 yards off like we play. So he'd just run a slant in front of him yep. and just hit it all day. I'll take five yards, five all yards, long. ten yards, seven yards, all day long. And let your guys make plays. I don't understand how we – it's like the season snuck up on us. We don't see – KB, you were talking about putting guys in motion. We don't see it. I never – I don't see anyone ever in motion. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if they don't trust Fields to – because remember, Fields said he was – had too much information in his head coming from a bunch of different ways. I don't know if that's part of the issue. But I don't understand how we don't have any motions – that helps your quarterback out to know what the defense is. If you see a guy running with that guy, okay, they're in man. It's very, it's very simple to notice. It's. Uh, I was gonna say man. I'd love to be anybody, wrong,
3: but if I had to take a guess, they're not calling pre snap motion because of penalties.
1: Probably. I was gonna
4: say, has anybody seen the movie The Watch? <laughs> it's got uh Ben Stiller yeah. and Vince Vaughn and in the minute. There's a scene in The Watch where they're interrogating this young kid who was at a football field throwing eggs and is literally like, look at him. No, look at me. Now look at me talking. Now listen to me. Now hear me talking, but listen yeah. to him. And yeah. that's how I, that's how I feel the Bears offense.
0: Yeah, that's how they're coaching. look at Joseph both Fields. of us no, 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 the no,
4: same listen time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Listen listen to him, yeah. but hear me talk. What? Brother, yeah. if I was Fields, I'd be fucking confused too. Yeah,
0: yeah. mixed messages. I... Yeah, we had trouble with the, Like Barry Lissom said, we had trouble with the interior offensive line, man. Not only injuries, but they just yeah. haven't played well. They haven't blocked
1: well, man. They... Hey, don't worry, though. We're close, remember? That's what he was. <laughs> well, when you know. said
4: we were close, did that mean that we were going to yeah. finally get yeah. Tevin Jenkins back and Nate Davis at some point?
1: Because. Hey, yeah. Tevin put out the uh, <laughs> Instagram post that he was building
4: up. i seen I've <laughs> seen, seen the Goku thing, because if you seen me, I, oh, I was going to say, if anybody seen my post on that, I said, but wait, Goku's always dead. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a good reference, sir. <laughs>
0: you know, uh, everybody, uh, what is this? This is the Bears uh, website. The Bears website, they ask uh, to pick the game. Uh, I don't know. It's about 10, 10 people, maybe more, 15 people. They asked who would win the game, and nobody picked the pairs today. So, what do you guys got for, for the game today? Yeah, no. yeah, we
1: should probably get into that and close this out so that the goon can come in and tell us oh, how yeah. to set our fantasy lineups. Uh, I'll start with Jordan, KB, and we'll go around. I always do this backwards. We'll go around yeah. in a circle, and I'll finish this up. Start us off. Yep. Give me a score prediction, bold prediction, and an MVP, please.
3: Uh, Broncos win – Twenty four fourteen. Um and then MVP Gimme Roshan and bold prediction. Uh Marvin Mims has a record day on this bears defense. Oof.
4: Well, oh, okay. You,
3: you, cool. uh, you go with Mims, huh? Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> you I just don't Roshan. think
3: you fast enough to cover him. That's the problem. Yeah, you
4: took Roshan. Uh I don't know. I don't know who to go with now, you
1: asshole. I mean, you can pick the same one if you want. There's not, there's not very not many to fun. pick from on this team. Because
3: <laughs> hey, if I really – how can I pick the Broncos to win and not want to pick Broncos players? i gladly pick an MVP for the Broncos if you want Roshan.
4: Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I I, I I think we were picking MVPs for the Bears too. That's 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 why. Uh, yeah. Uh, Y'all are you a little bit more optimistic than I am, brother. I'm, I'm going, what, I say 34-10 because the way this shit is going, we only put up points in garbage time and we can only seem to squeak out of touchdown at the end. So, uh, uh, MVP, MVP, uh Damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I gotta go with Roshan. I I I just I just can't think of nobody else, man. <laughs> the only
3: player playing worth a damn on Pretty this team. Pretty much.
4: Inside uh, Andrew,
3: yeah, Andrew Billings.
4: Yeah, we I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking offense at the moment. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, Roshan. <sighs> my prediction, I was gonna say uh Jerry Judy acts a fool on us. So I, I give you memes, So I'll raise you a Jerry Judy. <laughs>
1: All right, Chris.
2: <laughs> wow. It's so depressing, isn't it? <laughs> we're in the fourth <laughs> week and it feels like we have 0 and 17 already. You know what I mean? It's so disappointing. But uh, I'm going to go for the Bears this I know we've, we've got loads of injuries at defensive backs, but this team, the team we're playing, got 50 points against them we aren't lost by that big a margin. So, I'm just thinking, if we're not going to turn it around this week, then when the fuck are we going to turn it around? So, I'm going to After go... After we Bears fire victory. people. I'm going to go... That's right. That Well, this this is my heart speaking and not my head. I completely agree with what you're saying, KB. I'm telling you. But I've just got... I can't just turn on another Bears game and sit there. I'm just thinking, oh, we're just going to lose. So, I'm going to go 24 to... 18 to the Bears. Um, I, I'm gonna say Justin Fields because if he don't fucking get his shit together this this game, then he's out of town for me. Um, so yeah, they're my predictions, boys. Real. I, I like to go get to grade sometimes. I know it's completely illogical, but uh, you know if we can't beat a team, what the got beaten by 50 points? You know the week before. Then we're fucked. We're gonna go 17, and we're gonna go 0 and 17. We're not gonna win a game, or we might win two games because be the ones I go to. But uh, yeah, that's 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 my prediction. Uh, I'm gonna go for the Bears, and uh, if we can't turn it around this week, then I think we're uh, I think uh, I think we're gonna be really struggling to actually get a win through the season. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna try and be positive. Might be the Jack Daniels talking.
0: All
1: right, go ahead, Tooch.
0: All right, I'm strictly going by the numbers here. you got a 46.5-point total, and Broncos are 3.5-point favorites coming off a 70-point or 50-point loss. They're 3.5-point favorites. (laughs) This season is ass-backwards from where we thought we'd be, Aaron. Yeah. I I Give me the Broncos 27, Bears 21. Uh, my MVP, the Broncos are terrible against the tight end. Give me Kmart fricking give the cheap ass tight end. We got running out there. He looks like uh, Michael Burton trying to find somebody to block. He was like, all aggro, you know, <laughs> can't find, can't get out of block. You know, put him in line. He's fine, but you just get him moving out there trying to find somebody to block and he overruns the block. But, uh, uh, give me Cole combat. I think maybe five catches today and then shout outs for the, the the chat was great today man the comments is always really good and uh, co- uh coming up uh, after the show is uh fantasy football I'm coming with joe mandel adam sham and myself
1: yeah i'm seeing some fantasy questions in the chat already just stick around y'all they'll be starting that up and <laughs> should i start tyson
0: agent today <laughs> <That's>,
1: <laughs> i'm waiting for that fantasy question
0: right? Why not? <laughs> if he's on my bench Why do i not? put him in
1: <laughs> well um uh so first Uh, off shout out to you guys for coming on with me again today i know it's tough it's only week four and it feels like i mean we're all ready for the end of the season we're already talking draft prospects and and college players at week four which sucks man but we got two first round picks you got to do something with them yeah um shout out to the chat everybody in here was on fire today talking talking about everything giving good insight um and, and all that stuff just like Tooch said, stay tuned for the fantasy show. There'll be a halftime show and a post game show. Uh, and, and I'm yeah, sorry right for those here. guys. Um, a couple weeks away, Chris. We're going to be in Chicago, ready, ready to watch this Bears team. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. that's about the only thing I'm yeah. looking forward to is, nice. is getting to Soldier Field live the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta. yeah uh so we'll we'll have to get with aldo and see what uh what the barrooms wanting to do the night before to see if uh, we can all get together and Uh stuff but uh we'll talk about that offline um score prediction two weeks ago i said the bears had their backs against the wall and they had to do something they had to bounce back and they went down into tampa bay and lost uh and just like you said Chris if we don't win this one it's hard to find one on the schedule where we know like we can't beat this team um but it comes yeah. down to coaching it comes down to coaching for me do i trust Sean Payton or do i trust Eber Flues who says we're close and he sees the light in these guys eyes and everyone i mean the locker room seems to be staying together so i guess that's a positive for our for who we have on the team um so I got to go – I, I got to go with the Broncos, man. And I think it's like 31-21. It might be close until the very end. Uh, and then the Broncos put a touchdown on us at the end to, to kind of give themselves – actually, give me 24-31 because I, I want to see Cairo get a decent uh, a field goal on there, not just uh, <laughs> not just extra points. So give me 31-24 uh, Broncos. Um my MVP is uh I mean if we if we have to go with a bear, I'm gonna go with Roshan. I think he deserves it. He deserves a chunk of this. And and we need to run the ball. This team struggles to, to defend the run. So run the damn ball. It's not that difficult to figure it out.
2: Well, they didn't uh,
3: come here to run the I formation. So. No,
1: uh, whatever. <laughs> I thought coaches came here to win, but it is what it is. Uh
2: yeah, I did. <laughs>
1: and then uh what was I gonna? Bold they got prediction. that
0: 13 game losing streak hanging over their heads today, Aaron.
1: Yeah, you know, bold prediction. I'm gonna say Andrew Billings gets back there and gets a sack today. Uh, he uh, was my second bold. choice. That guy, that guy has been working his ass off. All the bullshit that we've talked about this, this, this year, and I know I've met the guy. He feels like family to me, so I'm a little biased. But the guy's Ooh. been putting in his work, working his ass off. KB, I don't know if you text him through the week, but if you ever do, just let him know that we're still pulling for him and we mm-hmm. still got his back. Uh, like I told you, I got two Billings Always. jerseys on their way uh, for sure. So, uh, but that—that's my bold prediction is that uh, the Billings gets back there and gets him a sack today. But uh, man, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a rough season, fellas. Uh, but we'll, we'll get out of here and uh, and let the uh, the fantasy team come in and. Let you guys know who to start and sit, and uh, we'll just leave everybody with a bear down. Bear down. Bear down.
2: Bear down.